Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Merchant. I'm a real boy, Matt. <laughs> is that, no, that's, is that Pinocchio? No, I did like a... I think that's like the a, Shrek version. Like a Mickey Mouse or something yeah. like that. Uh, yes, today we are reviewing Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. Uh, ironically, we are sitting in a <laughs> Cineplex theater doing this. The Scotiabank. Uh, the Scotiabank. It is the day before TIFF. Twas the night before TIFF, miss. Well, actually, um, it's the 6th. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what day it is anymore. Um, but we're just hanging out. We're, it, it, our reviews and our content will um, sound a little different over the next couple weeks because of uh, being right in the core of TIFF, we are recording things. Of course, this is the loudest it sounded since we <laughs> sat Just down. go with it, man. Just um, go with it. We're just going to roll with it. So you might hear some weird noises in the background. You might hear people talking. People might interrupt us. But we are going to be recording all of our reviews and podcasts over the next two weeks or so. Uh, kind of on the go as we see TIFF movies, as, as we kind of... Uh, see other movies and try to squeeze things in like Pinocchio like you can check out a review of Cobra Kai 5 uh, Barbarian Barbarian uh, see how they run other things like that but mostly it'll be TIFF over the next couple weeks but uh, that's why we sound a little different and you won't be able to see our faces so um, you're welcome yeah you're welcome (laughs) Eric how are you doing you know what I'm good I I think another thing I'm sure you already mentioned it but I just kind of blacked out there as you were talking because I don't (laughs) like to listen Um, you know like as we're talking about Pinocchio specifically uh, when it comes to technical issues we don't have a pop filter so when we're we're saying certain words or phrases exactly (laughs) uh, that might become uh, a bit of an issue but um, you know you're not paying for this content it's free (laughs) (laughs) we don't charge any of you guys and we never would but um i i kind of like this vibe that we do once in a while because it just kind of gives it a different flavor even though we're talking about pinocchio right now yeah we're hanging out with the boys um you know our tiff content from a couple years ago we did this as well um and i just i think it gives it a different vibe you know we were planned on doing a whole bunch of pre-recording um but our day kind of went to crap yesterday when we were trying to get tiff tickets you guys can hear about that on the 131st episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast. But today, Pinocchio, uh, I don't even think we really need to explain what this is. No. Because it's Pinocchio. (laughs) It's a quote-unquote live-action remake of Disney's version of Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto, directed by Robert Zemeckis. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt with an accent, of course. Yes, it's Jiminy Cricket. Um, You know, you got all those Robert Zemeckis highlights from the last... 20 years of him going a lot of uncanny valley yeah. bad cgi um questionable stereotypes in terms of characters and designs um, i think that happens when you don't update you know a movie that came out in 1940 41 when did yeah come out? it's it's interesting like it's pinocchio is one of those movies where i feel it has again like it's been a long time since i've seen yeah um the disney version of pinocchio since i was a kid i think yeah so but it's it's not like peter pan or the aristocrats where there are things that stick out like a sore thumb when it comes to you know racist stereotypes yeah. and 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 gender stereotypes um and and as a kid like i mean pinocchio is kind of like one of the first animated films that you watch that's kind of a more morality tale for children yeah. right you know like learning to be uh brave honest 
and loyal and like you know having a conscience yeah. and and learning what that is you know for the first time or at least having an idea of what that is yeah um and with this version a lot of that even though it's kind of skimmed through in an almost cole's notes way as the uh <laughs> the the coca-cola machine is like uh, flooding it's flooding yeah um i mean it makes sense for pinocchio if, if it was going to do it for Root any beer. film uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll get to that in, in a second um but yeah, it's it's one of those movies where you watch it as a child and you start to learn about these kind of, you know, these sort of meta concepts, but also the idea of just growing up and being a better person yeah. as I'm trying to be serious and this friggin' Coke machine is going on. But, you know, I think it's almost fitting in a way. Like you mentioned, you know, there's one sequence where Pinocchio goes to Pleasure Island and... Pleasure Island, what a name. Yeah, and ends up drinking some root beer, which also is kind of weird because wouldn't he, like, the wood that rot after a while i don't think throw logic out the window yeah. i don't think that there's any like it's not even though it's live action it's not meant to be the real world obviously which is like yeah. never their intention but i think that goes to some of the issues i had with the movie because i think going into this you kind of know what you're going to get right like we've got enough of these disney kind of live action remakes that i feel like at this point i think expectations are what they are you kind of know that it'll be almost a shot-for-shot shot remake with a couple real humans and some updated uh, animated sequences based on, like, you know, a big chunk of characters, even in Pinocchio, are animated characters, even in this movie, right? So yeah. it's like they're all kind of these weird live-action, um, uh, you know, animated hybrid movies. Um, so it's weird even calling them live-action. But I think, like... I don't know. Like, I, it's not that I was even disappointed with this movie. I guess when you have Robert Zemeckis and you have Tom Hanks and, like, you know, Zemeckis hasn't necessarily made a good movie since Castaway. Um, <laughs> but it's just, like, there's not super high expectations, but he's still the guy who directed, you know, Back to the Future and, like... He's, who framed like, Roger yeah. Rabbit. Yeah, Won exactly. the Oscar for directing for Forrest Gump, which yeah. was his first collaboration with Tom Hanks. Thank God that stopped. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, you're watching this movie and... Yeah, you know, there are the expectations of we've gotten a lot of these already and the debate of whether or not they are live action has always kind of been a consistent sort of criticism. Depends on what the movie is. But right, yeah. but the thing is with this movie in particular and being from somebody who you would expect a little bit more, yeah. this movie is passionless. Like there's yeah. no real rhyme or reason even though there is a lot of rhyme and reason in the film itself Yeah, for this movie to exist on top of the fact that it seems like Robert Zemeckis is just on autopilot. Like, yeah. there's nothing in Everyone this that I... Everyone feels kind of autopilot on this, right? Yeah, but, I mean, for a filmmaker, it's like you, you are literally spending years months, of your life years yeah. on something that, you know, you have to find some value or interest in that amount of time that you're working on that. And it's like, well, the, the, the technology isn't on the same scale or page as even some of his motion capture stuff like the Polar Express or, or Beowulf. And those aren't great either, but... Um, and you they're know, of their time. But, but, but at like, least there's kind of like, okay, this he was an early adopter of that technology, mm -hmm. right? Where this kind of just feels like he is really phoning yeah. it in. There's some dodgy CG. And I think that water comes with specifically. The, the water, a lot of bad green screen... Uh, the actual characters look fine, but like except even, Jiminy Cricket, who looks like a Bugs Life reject. Yeah, model. and even Pinocchio, like making him uh, look so much like the animated version, it, it is that weird suspension of disbelief. Where obviously this isn't the real world that they're living in. There's talking foxes and 
and Honest and, John. Yeah, and and stuff like that. Where, but you'd think Geppetto, he's like basing Pinocchio off of his son that died, right? Yeah. That like he's like, oh, I think he looks like him. I'm like, no, he looks like a cartoon character. I'm he like, looks like the animated he, Disney's version yeah, of Pinocchio. Yeah, which I'm like, wouldn't he in a live action version try to make him look a little bit more? realistic but they take this cartoon look to it and i know we'll probably get that in the guillermo del toro one that's coming right later, well i've right? got three words and for you jonathan taylor thomas yeah do you sure. remember that pinocchio version no, I don't. so there's a live action version of pinocchio yeah. in the 90s with jonathan taylor thomas and martin landau as geppetto okay and that version of pinocchio is supposed to look or what? it is <laughs> yeah and unintentionally this version it looks horrifying at times with his like dead eyes and stuff but like yeah i agree with you like the cg is dodgy which i think that just comes from the disney plus budget too right and like all the things we've heard about working with you know um uh effects houses and stuff like that like they just don't get enough time to work on these movies and make them look how they should um and then when it's just the same movie uh, I think it works a little better in animated or you, you forgive things a little bit more in an animated film, right? Because like I feel like in this, everything feels so rushed, so like, uh, okay, Pinocchio is created, Pinocchio is now going to school for some reason, Pinocchio is now uh, going with the hooligans to Pleasure Island, and like, it's just like... He's I, in a whale. I, yeah, and I get, like, all of that just feels like it happens with no rhyme or reason, and it's not like I, I get it, it's a Disney movie about a, a, a puppet that comes to life, like... I don't necessarily need that, but like, it just weirdly when it's in live action and it's the same movie as the animated one, which was groundbreaking at the time in 1940, it's like you're not doing anything groundbreaking, right? Like the best Disney live action remakes are something that are at least trying to do something different or at least trying to change something or even playing with tech. Like the Lion King movie, uh, John Favreau's Lion King, is literally a shot for shot remake basically, right? Yeah. But at least he's playing with some new tech and trying to do something new sort of you know what i yeah, mean yeah like, i mean i still think that that movie is also awful i i would say like the exceptions of the rule and i was talking to actually um a, a friend of ours a colleague of ours um stefan ellison um this morning about it and this always comes up again because there's always an exception to the rule yeah and the ones that kind of are those exceptions are usually kenneth Branagh's cinderella yeah and then you know david lowry's pete's dragon yep. because those movies felt like the directors either had an interesting angle or were actually invested inspired and, and going and Okay, let's take the source yeah. material, make something. <laughs> getting me. emotional there. <coughs> Excuse me. It's the pumpkin spice. Um, it's the root beer. Yeah, and then uh, making something original. I get what you're saying, but then yeah. my defense of the Lion King is like, at least from a technical side of things, you're trying something that ne hasn't necessarily totally been done. Does that make sense? Like, I, I yeah, I guess. But but at the same time, like, it does still feel like an exercise. Oh, totally. But but it, it would. It, that would make more sense if Robert Zemeckis directed The Lion yeah, King. Yeah, I know, right? Because yeah. with this, like, it just feels like it was, like, a weekend gig for him or something like that. Like, yeah. I get a lot of this, like, even though, you know, the uncanny valley of it all has dated uh, the Polar Express and Beowulf, at least with those films, you can understand <laughs> why he was trying to make adaptations of those stories with that technology as it was starting to burgeon and 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 again like be an early adopter and yeah. he's not like you know say what you will about james cameron like james cameron continues to push the medium when it comes to motion capture and like you can tell that he is completely pot committed 
in making those Avatar movies. Zemeckis, yeah. to me, kind of feels just like this wandering guy that in the same way that like when George Lucas was making the Star Wars prequels, it's like the tech was good enough where he could kind of be lazy and not have to worry about, you know, shooting everything perfectly, you know, in camera and fix it in post. Fix it in post, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like there's nothing in this movie that I would say it's like, oh well, like there's 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 that Zemeckis touch other than the one uh, puppeteer has the brace that reminded me of the braces that um, Forrest, Forrest Gump, Gump yeah. wears at the beginning and Even like the Alvin whimsical Silvestri's nature score and stuff is very uninspired yeah. right like you put it perfectly when I was texting you after where it was just like it lazy and uninspired and I would lean on the uninspired part which then leads into the laziness part where it's just like it doesn't seem like anyone was like oh shit I love Pinocchio we got to do our own version of this it was. Disney has a streaming platform now. They need hashtag content for it. We haven't and done Pinocchio yet. We haven't yet. done Pinocchio. It's one of the ones we haven't done. It was, you know, it is an important movie, an animated movie from their early days. And it still like, is. I mean, it, it still carries weight even now. Like, yeah. I think the best live action adaptation of Pinocchio, and even though, you know, it came out around the same time as Castaway, and I think it's, it's kind of been reappraised in the last 20 years. Is Steven Spielberg's AI, yeah. which is Pinocchio, which yeah. you know, with Haley Joel Osment's character wanting to be a real boy, and even at the end finding the blue fairy, and like where that goes, and you know, a lot of people kind of are dismissive of it because of it being a Kubrick, Kubrick script, yeah. right? And kind of thinking like Spielberg maybe made it too sentimental, but apparently Kubrick's version was more sentimental than Spielberg's uh, final cut of that film. But you look at that movie, and you're like, okay, that's a film that kind of takes that original fairy tale inspiration and does something really interesting with it and then you know something different yeah and then you know I, i joked about the jonathan taylor thomas one but it is interesting where like in the 90s you got a bunch of movies like that one you got a film called pinocchio's revenge which was about a slasher pinocchio doll that was kind of more on the the tail end of like the fascination with slasher dolls after chucky um but yeah with this it's just like you're watching it and you're just kind of feeling like nobody's interested in this one of the most beautiful songs ever you know wish upon a star is sung by cynthia Revo, who plays the blue fairy in this and while she has an amazing voice and like there there is that one moment where it kind of feels like oh like that like it like that that was lovely song too they've used it for their intro for the last god knows how yeah but when she kind of like leaves the picture it's almost comically bad the way she does and it kind of like even that one moment is kind of ruined or when you have the corporate synergy of the cuckoo clocks going off and then you're seeing all the brand name disney characters like woody and you know jessica and roger rabbit and sleeping beauty and snow white in the cuckoo clocks it's just kind of like it reeks of product that that doesn't bother me as much because like i I don't think it's like an I don't know. Like that I I understand it doesn't make any sense, but it, it I that shit doesn't bother it's, me. I think it's like, a bad in joke. Like I just think yeah. it's like, hey, look, it's like this is a Disney movie, and like you know, it's just an Woody's, Easter egg, Woody's in this film, and you know, know. the guy to who me, directed like Who Framed har- Roger Rabbit, yeah, directed har- this. To me, that's a harmless Easter egg. Like that doesn't bother me, but like um, more than some of the more you know actual things about the movie. But I'm more indifferent than anything. Like it's not that I even thought it was awful. It's just like I think I know what to expect now watching these and like i'm never super excited for a new disney live action remake again like david lowry doing peter pan and wendy coming up next year um is it this year or next year i think it's next year year. yeah 
Um, I, I am interested in that because of Pete's Dragon, and David Lowry is a guy who won't just do a shot-for-shot shot remake of Peter Pan. Yeah, um, and saying and, something like he, he even was quoted saying that his version is more inspired by The Revenant than it is Peter Pan. Which is, like, cool. Like, if you're going to bring people, bring interesting people in and do something at least slightly different, like, or modernize it. Like, couldn't you, like, Pinocchio in 1940... Like you said, it's a cautionary tale for children and, and, you know, falling in with the wrong crowds and doing things and that you're not supposed to and, and, and stuff like that. Um, couldn't you have modernized that a little bit? And I don't know if that would be kind of off-putting or weird to have Robert Zemeckis, like, updated to what, like, kids should be worried about nowadays or what parents are worried about. Well, especially about if it are, is someone like Robert Zemeckis like, who might be a little bit out of touch when it I comes mean, to right? that That's what I mean, right? But maybe he's not the best choice if you're going to do something different. Like, yeah. Um, but even the stuff that's in, like that's iconic in that original film, like you know, Pope Pinocchio telling like, yeah. a lie and his nose growing, growing like yeah. it's so impactful in that original movie. And in this, it's just kind of like, you know, a way to get to the next scene. Like it doesn't really have any uh, substantial meaning or heft yeah, to it. Yeah, that's true. You know? And it's just that one moment, and you forget it's such an iconic thing yeah. about Pinocchio, right? And it's and just the only like, way this movie works is if you probably haven't seen it. Like if you're a kid growing up now and you've never seen Pinocchio, and maybe this is the first sure. time you've watched it, maybe it works a little bit better for you. But and it, I think that's what most of these live action remakes are for, right? Yeah. Is like it, you talked about lazy. It's like either lazy parents or lazy kids or whoever that don't want to watch the original, which. Weirdly, all those Disney animated movies, the animation holds up wonderfully. Like in 1080p or 4K, depending on what they've updated them from, they were, you know, put onto film, and they all have this really nice look to them. And like you said, the stories are still there; they're still important; they're still relevant, yeah. and they're still there for you to watch. They're all on Disney Plus. They're not in the vault anymore. They're not like hard to find or any like thing. It's just like just watch the originals that's like people it, are afraid of old things i know you right know? yeah it's weird they see 1940 and it sounds a little old and it's in four by three or whatever i think or yeah or maybe academy aspect ratio that which is four three right is pinocchio in four three or is it i thought it was um, i thought it was it might be like full screen full like, screen yeah yeah it might be i forget I, it's been a long ass time so yeah um yeah the, i don't know man yeah it's just for people i guess it it's for those people that wouldn't necessarily go let's watch Pinocchio with the kids now because it's so old that you just go, let's watch Pinocchio because it's new. Yeah. And it's... Oh, Tom Hanks is in Pinocchio. Because, yeah. like, even a lot of people don't even know who Robert Zemeckis is. No, you know? I, yeah. That's a very... You know, we'll talk about Zemeckis and the other movies that he's made. Although, that is something you put in the trailer from the director of Forrest Gump. Right. And, but you still don't know maybe like, the name of it. But sure. you do know, okay, well, from the director of Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump star Tom Hanks. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not going to necessarily... Although, I, it would have been better if they put from the director of Cassidy away because of the island stuff in in Pinocchio thematically speaking like that's the only stuff that maybe also works and like even the padding in this movie like you can tell where like they've added new musical numbers yeah. and songs none of them are memorable and Pinocchio's weird relationship with this marionette doll that's not real that kind of it, yeah. like it kind of it, it doesn't go anywhere and it no, doesn't really and it's, like... it's a weird delusional thing like it's 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 bizarre in that way but it's not it's not interesting enough, and I think why I really don't like it is because even though Zemeckis hasn't made a, a good movie for two 20, decades now. Twenty-some years. Um, when was I, Castaway? Castaway was 2000, 2001. It was the same yeah. year that Gladiator so came over out. over 20 years, yeah. Yeah. Um, In our opinion. <laughs> yeah. I still expect more from him. I do too, man. Because yeah. he is a better filmmaker. Like, I would love to see him go back, and he will never do it, but 
to go back to making a movie like Use Cars or I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah. But he, again, he's like George Lucas where he's become so complacent in you know, the technology and he, he doesn't have to do much. And the crap that he's been releasing in the last little while reflects a man who doesn't have the same spark that he did when he was making, you know, romancing ago, the yeah, stone or, or breaking, you know, new ground with even stuff that's amazing, like Back to the Future, which is, you know, for a lot of people, including myself, you know, like a quintessential, you know, coming of age, you know, Amblin movie, you know, An iconic movie, yeah. franchise, really. Yeah, yeah man. It, yeah, it's disappointing. Not even. Yeah, it's disappointing, yeah, it disappointing because of him. him I yeah, think, right? but it's also what Where, you would expect one of these movies yeah. to be and it just kind of feels like oh it's a way to advertise Disney Plus and it's also a way to advertise that um, you know we have both the original and this new version on our catalog and yeah. I know that sounds cynical but there is a cynical quality to, to a lot of these live being action. a corporate yeah. product than it is an actual movie contemplation of morality yeah and, you know like because we already got that in the first yeah. movie and then you're just regurgitating it for this and, right and, and robert like, zemeckis seems to have this thing with with uh, joseph gordon levitt where he's like you accents. gotta have an accent yeah, yeah i don't get it man it's been god since uh, when did their collaboration start well, it wasn't at the walk wasn't it the walk yeah and with then the French just accent. everything since then yeah. like okay do a different accent and be in my movie so um, yeah, it's it's not good, but it's like I, I don't know. Like I think it is what it is, and it's it's exactly kind of what I expected it to be. Um, so that's not a positive either. But I'm gonna give it a two point five just because it's not good. But I also am like I think it's pretty much what it always was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it a one and a half. Whoa, the that's half, low for Eric. The half star is for Tom Hanks not doing an offensive Italian House of Gucci accent. Yeah, which everyone else in the movie yes. does do. He's um, just kind of old and gruff. Um, um, and, and again, it shows you how much you know, Tom Hanks is such a likable guy, given the terrible performances he's given this year in both <laughs> Pinocchio and Elvis and delivering a son named Chet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kudos to him for at least kind of just being more cantankerous than anything else yeah. all right that wraps this one everyone uh oh i got oh that's the other oh. quick thing i want to say he has more chemistry with wilson and castaway than he does with pinocchio, pinocchio. yeah it's he's barely like in it he's at the beginning and the but end, geppetto's right? not like, in a I lot know, of it yeah. anyways which is fine um thank you all for listening to this one uh or you might have watched on youtube if i just saw you know <laughs> photos of eric and i so you're welcome again um, please uh, check out all of our TIFF reviews over on Untitled Movie Reviews on podcast services and on YouTube. Um, we have a Cobra Kai 5 review out that you guys should check out. Um, we'll have probably 30 plus reviews over the next As it gets weeks. louder. As it gets louder with a whole, it seems like classroom of children just came in. Um, one stop shop for everything, go over to Untitled underscore movies over on Letterboxd. Yeah, we'll have tons and tons of stuff over the next couple weeks. Uh, so keep it locked right here. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, uh, including uh, UntitledMoviePodcast.com and uh, on Family Feud Canada starting this Monday, probably September 12th, I think, on CBC and CBC Gem, uh, Monday to Thursdays, 7.30, I want to say, or 7.00. Uh, that shows you how much I know. But, and at Matt Rohrbeck on all those social medias. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash CinemaScene and on the social medias at EM6211. And I also want to quickly mention that Matt and I did a TIFF pre-show 
Uh, Why is with, everyone screaming? With Dave Voigt on, <laughs> on and over at In the Seats. So check that out as well. All right. Until next time. I want to be a real boy. Real oh. boy.